Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Warrior Mindset and Motivation Podcast. I am your host, retired Army Sergeant First Class Eric Castillo and life coach at Zimi Wellness Center in Indigenous Sovereignty. So today we have a, a special person here. It's an interesting story. I got referred to him by a, a friend of his and then a, a person I who had on before, uh, veteran rapper, uh, Soldier Heart, Jeff uh, Barrios. Um, he told me I said check him out. And check his story. And if you see by the caption I left, like uh, in the in the post that I made, it is it is something like I wouldn't even know what to do if I was in that situation. Just to like, can can you imagine uh, people like driving or trying to drive, and then when they go to like pull you over, you don't pop up in the system. They go to fingerprint you. You're not there. Can you imagine just the shit storm that comes with that? Like it's it's freaking crazy. Uh, his name's Carmelo Rodriguez, and uh, he's he's uh, got a lot of things going on. He's got books. He's in some films, and his his story is is something. Let me tell you, it is is we're changing up the the, the template of of the show today because this is more of a getting his story out there, and I do that for everyone. But this one here is a particular where we'll talk about the service and transitions. Yes, but we're gonna hit on the piece to where the government actually said he was dead. And, well, as you see, he's not dead. We're looking at him unless they've really perfected cloning and we don't know about it, you know. But uh, he's right here. His name's Carmelo. So, hey, brother, if you want to go ahead and let everyone know a um, little bit about yourself and then just, you know, just run right into your story, man. And if there's any questions that pop up, I'll throw up, I'll pop up in there. But this is here for you, man, to get your story so people can know what's going on, the challenges you faced. And then how you had to get through them, because this this right here is like the epitome of having a warrior mentality on how to just keep pushing through, you know, because if, if you don't, then you're just being there, you know, and you're just laying there and you're not doing anything. So this here is like this embodies that warrior driven mentality and actually having to be self-motivated to become alive again. So yeah. uh, so go ahead, man. Go ahead and, and kick it off. All right. So, uh, like I said, uh, like he said, my name is Carmelo Rodriguez. Um, I, uh, I spent about, about five years in the military active duty, uh, scout, uh, recon. Um, from there I, uh, I deployed, I, I did a little deployment or whatever to, uh, to Iraq. Um, I got injured in the process and I ended up on a, uh, uh, medical retirement. So it was a code four, um, injury. And from there, um, I transitioned, I got out, I, um, I got picked up to, I got picked up for a, a scholarship at Penn State University. And I was like, cool, this is dope. You know, I'm going for the ride. I'm going to take this journey. Um, little did I know it, it was a lot harder to, to make that move to transition out. Um, just because I'm a grown ass man. You know, I got to deal with these, these 18 year olds that have no idea what war looks like, what military looks like, you know, what discipline looks like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, it was just, it was just wild. It was, it was a shocker for me. And, um, that was hard cause I wanted to put hands on everybody, you know, hands and feet. And I was okay with that. <laughs> um, I decided to, um, to transfer to another school, Berkeley college. You know, I'm gonna give a shout out because they the, the support and love that they gave me was was insane. You know, they had a huge uh, veteran community, and that's what attracted me to them. I ended up uh, graduating with my bachelor's degrees and uh, and master's degree. 
with with Berkeley. But um, while I was doing that, while I was in my master's program in uh, 2016, I was uh, mistakenly uh, declared deceased by the VA. Um, I thought it was a freaking joke, you know. So I got, I initially got a letter to the estate of, and I started laughing. I was like, this is, this is bogus, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, uh, it shows its sympathies or whatever. I was like, this is bogus, whatever. You have a yeah. D214. How does that yeah. even work? Like, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? And then um, at the time I was working, I was working in the prison system. So I'm not going to get into that, but there was a, there was a riot that was happening at the time. So it, it was a complete lockdown and you can't bring, you can't bring any kind of uh, contact information with you while you're dealing with that. So everybody gets their, their lockers or whatever you put your phones in your lockers. Um, after the lockdown, I got like, I don't know, like a hundred missed calls, like, I don't know, like 200, <laughs> 300 text messages. Where are you? What's going on? You know? And it was just friends, family, literally from like all over the world. And they were like, this can't be true. How is this happening? And all this other stuff is, you know, and I'm like, what the hell? So I start calling these people. I'm like, yo, what's going on? And they're like, we got a notice. And I'm like, what the hell notice? What the hell is going on? <laughs> so I, I made it home that day. And you know, surfing through my mail or whatever, I got an I got a a check, a burial allowance check. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh what the heck? I was like, this is this is weird. So I called the VA and I'm like, hey, you know, after sitting on the phone for like 40 minutes or an hour just to get a representative that's like Hey, you, can you confirm? And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, hey, so this is what I got. And the the representative was like, uh, um, can I call you back? And I'm like, yo, I just waited on the phone for like an hour just so you can get on the phone and tell me you're going to call me back eventually, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. And I, I kind of like, I brushed it off, you know, and then, uh, um, uh, my uh, uh, my girl at the time, she was a first sergeant in the uh, in the Air Force, and I'm like, hey, so this is what I got going on, and she was in training, so she she really had she really didn't have any clues. So I was like, hey, this is what I got going on, and she was like, you're lying, and I'm like, no, <laughs> this is right there, and she was like, you better get on that phone and you better make it happen. And I'm like, it's not that serious. She was like, it is that serious. And I'm like, ah, oh, here we go, here we go. So I was like, yeah, I get to it. And then I got notification, or then I got reached out by the, um, by an attorney from the VA, and they were like, hey, we need to confirm. And I'm like, yeah, this is me, goddammit. So <laughs> they were like, you gotta go to the regional office with whatever paperwork. And I'm like, cool, whatever. So um, I went the next day, or I was going the next day, and I ran through my mail real quick. Boom, I got another letter stating that all of my benefits are going to be cut at, you know, this specific timeline because I am no longer alive. So it was to the estate of once again. And I'm like, <laughs> hell? and I'm like, I'm surfing. Uh, I'm, I pushed that to the side with the other three now. Now it's three letters. 
And then I'm still surfing, still surfing. Boom. I get another check from the VA. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll open it up. And I'm like, money, money. I open it up. This is my last check. This is my last uh, uh, benefits check. And I was like, and, and, it, and it says it on there, final benefits check. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the reality then, set in right yeah, there. And then I, I ran through my first letter. I mean, I ran through my the letter that they sent me again. And then they, um, they gave, um, on the bottom, it says, all of your medical benefits will be cut. All of your, you know, whatever benefits will be cut. And I'm like, holy crap, now this is bad. Because, you know, because of my injury while I was deployed, I take medicine for the rest yeah. of my life. I will have to take yeah. this medicine every day. It's, it's breathing medicine. So it controls, you know, my lungs or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, crap. So now I'm rushing over to the regional office and they're like, you're lying. And I'm like, look. Yeah. And then <laughs> I'm like, look, man. This is not a joke or whatever. And they're like, give me the paperwork. And I'm giving them the paperwork. And the, the clerk is just looking at me like I'm crazy. And they're like, we need ID. And I give them my ID. We need another form. And I'm just like <laughs> dropping them. And I'm like, dude, this is all the IDs that I have in my wallet right now. <laughs> And they're like, do you have your, your DD-214? I was like, yo, I gave you everything. Yeah. You know? And they're like, we got we to gotta get our supervisor involved. And the supervisor is like looking at me, looking at other stuff, looking at me, looking at other stuff. And was like, you got to write uh, an official, write on official documents that this is you, this is what's going on. And I'm like, all right, cool. Now what? I'm like, oh, two weeks. You're clear. You're good to go. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm good. You know, I, I think I had like, about a week left of my medicine left so i'm like crap let me let me let me try to get the refill or whatever so but it still takes a couple of days for everything to push through so i'm like cool two weeks i should be clear um two weeks come and go i get another letter and i'm like oh. yeah and i'm like okay what is this you know it's from the irs yes <laughs> it's from the irs and I'm like, oh, oh no. Shit. Oh shit. <laughs> and then I ended up getting uh another letter. Um, I can't remember where that was from. But uh, uh Department of Education. I got another letter. And then it just started spiraling out of control. So like all of the agencies that actually needed this information started sending me letters sympathizing uh about my death and you know, basically just saying that, okay, this program or you know, from whatever benefits this is getting cut off, from whatever is going on, this is getting cut off. And it just started spiraling. And I was like, holy crap, this is like, this is like a real problem right now. Like, this is really bad. So now I started scrambling to find solutions. I started reaching out to the VA and they're like, okay, uh, well, we were able to do this, but it's going to take some time before this happens. And then I was like, okay, so what about this? And then there was a lot of back and forth patterns that it just turned into nobody knew what to do. And now I was officially dead. I was officially dead. So every single agency declared me dead. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. And it it was like the wildest thing. And, you know, I still I still had a sense of like humor to it. Like I'm telling my buddies and they're like, yo, this is crazy, whatever. And. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm freaking dead. And they were like, yo, rob a bank. 
this is perfect. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is funny. All the way until, like, it really, really hit me. And that came and went when um, I started getting sick. So the medication that was supposed to be mailed to me didn't get mailed to me because I'm dead. Oh, shit. So I'm like, crap. So I go to the VA and I'm like, yo, I'm getting sick. This is what's going on. They're like, give me your ID. And they're like, you're not in our system. It shows here that you're deceased. And I'm like, dude, this (laughs) is me. And, you know, now I'm arguing with these people. The VA police are getting involved. This is turning into a real deal thing because I'm like, yo, I'm I'm getting sick. Like, I can die from this. And it wasn't until, like, the doctor that I normally see he was, was just like passing by and he was like, What's up, Carmelo? And I'm like, Oh, this is what's going on. And he's like, He's my patient. <laughs> he's my patient. <laughs> oh, shit. Ah. Like, Holy crap. You know, so that time that, that night I ended up getting home and I was like, yo, let me just go run to the store real quick, grab something. And um I went to use my debit card decline. Oh no credit card, credit card decline. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm calling my banks. And I'm like, I know I got money. I just got paid. And they're like, uh, you're going to have to come down to the office because it shows here that you're dead. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So um, it spiraled out of control in that form. So now I'm like, holy crap. Like, this is getting really, really, really bad. And then from there... I ended up going through, you know, um, I was reaching out to attorneys left and right and nothing. I think I reached out to, it, it took me two years to clear this all up. And I think in that time frame, I think I reached out to maybe 100 or 150 attorneys. And it was like, I got like so much sympathy, like, wow, this is crazy. Um, we've never heard of this. But because of who you're going up against and because the battle that you're up against, we can't help you because you're not going against one person, two people. You're going against like multiple agencies. Yeah. Because of the same thing. And I was like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. So I'm still in school at the time. And then it was time to um, uh, go through the grants and all of that stuff, you know, cause I'm in my MBA program. That didn't go through. Yeah, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I, I, you know, it, it ended up, it ended up, I ended up uh, talking to my, uh, they gave you a mentor. And I'm like having this nervous breakdown because I'm like, dude, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. Like, this is turning into a real deal situation. And she was like, have you reached out to the media? And I was like, no. I was like, I've been vlogging and I've been like posting it for vets because just to, just to kind of get some kind of feedback to see if anybody has actually gone through this, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was almost like, Hey, has anybody gone through this? Reach out to me so we can try to figure this out or whatever. And she was like, no, the media, big time media. And I'm like, no. And she was like, cool. We sat down, we made it happen. Big time media reached out. Next thing you know, boom, I'm on national news. Nice. And this is literally all over the place. Um, once that happened, uh, what was it? The Dr. Phil show reached out to me. 
um, Steve Wilkos. They was like, hey, let's do a blood test on on TV to, you know, let's do fingerprints and try to make it a thing. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, honestly, if it, if it gets this done, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. And, and, and because of the job that I was in at the time, they were like, no. You want your career? No. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna step back. You know. So it was a large process, but while while that was going on, I was also going through uh, uh, child support issues. Oh, because now that's geez. an issue. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, um, my my ex wife reached out to me. You know, the horns. Anyway, and she's like, "Hey, this." This sounds like fraud. I'm not gonna be with you on this. I'm ratting you out. And I'm like, what? dude, I, I, we don't talk. I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> Why exactly. are you reaching out to me? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. you should be happy that I'm dead or something like that. I'm Damn. Like, Go away. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was wild. So that ended up happening, and then um, I got, I literally got, and to this day, I, I. Every single interview that I do, hey, to the the attorney that that reached out to me, suddenly, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, I have no idea who this person was. Reached out to me, didn't give me any identification, didn't give me anything except actual steps that work. And was like, I can't help you do this, but if you do this, this might happen. I can't help you with this, but if you do this, this might happen. And it was literally the the trickling effect that got it taken care of you know nice and then he sat down as he was breaking it down to me he was like okay you know in the career that you're in if this were to happen to somebody how would you look at it i'm like oh that's plain and simple that's what that is and then he's like okay so that's what that is you're in that situation and i'm like oh yeah and then he's like okay if this was to happen what is this and I'm like, oh, well, that's that. And then he was like, you're in that situation. So he's breaking it down to me, Barney style, because, you know, my emotions are all over the place. Everybody's yeah. telling me they can't help me. So he's literally like, this is this is how this is how you should do it. And I'm like, can I reach out to you? He's like, don't ever, you're not going to make contact with me. I'm not going to make contact with you. You know, I've seen you. You need help. This is the information. And I'm like, Okay. It was like a unanimous lawyer, basically. It was the wildest, like, I don't know. Still don't, you still don't know who that person is. I have no idea. I have no idea. Cool. You know, so I started filing tort claims. I started suing everybody. <laughs> so now I'm like, yep. here, you know, I'm, I'm Oprah. You get one and you get one and you get one and you get one. <laughs> And I'm, and I'm, I was suing for the wildest, you know, you name it. And then I started getting responses like this. Because mm-hmm. now people are like, holy crap, now he's a priority. Now this is this is to the top of the list now. Because, yeah, because now you're going after their money. So now yeah, they're like, oh, crap. Way, and, and what I was claiming was up here, you know? They're pulling yeah. my medicine. They're taking all my benefits. If I die... I'm already dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it was wild. So, you know, I, I made it happen. And then, you know, throughout the, out of the two years, you know, it took me two years to clear it up. 
you know, I made a, a documentary series out of it. And, you know, I wrote the book. I wrote uh, Dead Soldier, Story of the Living. And, um, you know, I wrote it and I was like, holy crap, this is finally complete. Let me uh, push this out and see what happens, you know, and it exploded. And I, the, the feedback was was amazing. People loved it. And the one thing that I kept getting more than anything else was, how isn't this not a movie? We've seen the documentaries. We're, now we're actually seeing in depth what you actually went through, whatever you didn't put on film. How isn't this not a movie? And I'm like, because I just wanted to get this, I, I just wanted to get this fixed. I, I didn't care about anything outside of that. I just wanted my life back. So now I started looking at it like, you know, if I can help this amount of veterans with whatever I did, what happens if I go big time? How many veterans would I be able to help? So, right. like, all right, let's give it a go. So I wrote the script and I pushed it out to the universe. And lo and behold, it got picked up. So, so now what was once uh, a major problem in my life, something that, you know, literally brought up nightmares from PTSD and, you know, whatever it was that did come around, you know, a lot of emotional roller coasters, a lot of just like, you know, a lot of the stuff that I was going through, like people would commit suicide off of, you know, this is literally stuff that's end of the end, end of people's life kind of situations, you know, no yeah. financial support, you know, um, family up against you, you know what I mean? Like, uh, job up your ass, you know, there was a lot of moments that it was just like, holy crap, holy crap, holy crap. And nobody understood. Nobody, you know, and I felt like I was going through this alone. You know, I, I put in pieces of, you know, uh, Diana, I call her Diana. That she would, you know, she she was she was training a lot of the time. So even with the little bit of support that I did have from her, it was I was still alone. Yeah, I was still doing this alone. You know, so it was a really emotional roller coaster. On top of you know, physically, it, it took over my world. It took over my life, and it was it was a rough journey. And I wanted to make sure that in the story in the book I put in I put I put everything into it I put my heart into that and because I did it in that way I guess that's how it blossomed so big and you know became such a thing and now till this day we have started filming and um, I'm actually going to New Orleans in two weeks to continue to film so we can get this trailer up and um, I guess get get this thing moving. You know, I, I was I was initially told that this was I was gonna come in as a consultant, but after you know sitting down and and discussing it with everybody, they they want me as the lead role in you know in my story. So I, I went from I went from this to now I'm here yeah. just because I. I, I just I just kept fighting. I never took no for an answer. I literally never took no for an answer because 
What was I going to lose? I was, yeah. I was back against the wall, back against the wall. I was, you know, education. I was losing it. Career. I was losing it. You know, I, my livelihood. I was losing it. You know, my, I don't know. I was going through the child support issues. I could have ended up in jail. I could have been pulled over. Like you said, I could have been pulled over. And what is, what is the cop going to do when you do not have identity? Yeah. What is, what is more than anything, what is a law enforcement officer going to do to you if you are carrying credentials to somebody that's deceased? Yeah, they're going to, they're going to do their job. So, and this is, this is, this is how I would look at it. So on our records, you're deceased and, and, and you're, carrying a weapon and you're carrying credentials so you're impersonating a police officer yeah that's true man so um i have a question too um so when everything started, uh, I guess, turning around, was it, did it all kind of just happen in one go? Like every agency kind of just started buckling down or was it like one by one? Was it like all in like a week or was it like within like a month's time frame? or how, how did that whole thing unfold to where like, they're like, oh, okay. Hey, well, well maybe you're not dead. Like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. So when, um, when it initially started spiraling that now I was dead, that happened, uh, fast but to reverse it that took time and that's why i said it took a whole two years to get it you know uh pulled out or get it cleared up you know um when i when i was initially declared dead it was like every two weeks another agency or every week or you know every 10 days however you want to put it it was like boom 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 and then to remove that and to fix that, it was like, this might happen in within three to six months. <laughs> it might happen. I don't know. You know? And I mean, like, I'm literally going to these offices with all of my paperwork, with all of my information, and talking to these, you know, uh, representatives, supervisors, managers, and all of them are like, I don't know. I don't know. And it's yeah. just like, how, how? How does it get this far? How did it get that far? Yeah, like, I, I almost want to see, like, how did that even happen? Like, how did someone just go deceased? Like, I, I would really like to see behind the scenes on how that was, how that happened, because you were already out of the military. So, like, yeah. I, like that had to be, I don't know if it was an error or maybe someone hit the wrong button on a computer or something because that just that doesn't happen by accident, you know. Like someone just doesn't go, oh, boop, they're dead, you know. So I was like, I almost would like to just get a glimpse of how that even how that even happened because it's just, yeah, man. That... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm curious as well, but at the same time, I'm just I'm just thankful, you know, and I'm thankful because it got fixed. You know, it yeah. took a while and it literally, it showed, it showed, you know, I, I spent time in the military. I, I did whatever I did, you know, growing up, but the inner fighter literally had to come out to get this done. 
you know, and this was, you know, way beyond physical. This was, this was a mental battle, you know, yeah. this was stress on top of stress on top of stress. And like I said, you know, people commit suicide for these kind of things. And I'm over here just getting up every day and just like one more day, you know, all the way until like the stress was just piling up. And then it was just like one more hour, you know, and then, yeah. you know, uh, one, one outlet that I had was, was the journal. I was, I was journaling and that's how the journal ended up turning into a book because I was journaling and I was trying to express how I was feeling throughout that time because I was getting a lot of nothingness and I was reaching out daily and I was, I, I had, I, I did so much research. I could have been a professor in this, in this world of, you know, conspiracy. I don't even know. Cause that's where, yeah. that's where everything was leading. Yeah. And you, you wrote, you actually started going into a question I was going to ask you and you, you like damn your answer. Cause I was going to ask you like when it got so tough, like, you know, like when it literally was like enough, like what, what kind of, what, what kept you going? Like that one, like there was a journal, but like in the, in the mental battle, like, yeah, the physical form of writing and stuff. But I know that all that takes a heavy, heavy toll. So like mentally and, uh, subconsciously like what what was that resilience you had just to like get back up because it's like how we were talking earlier like before we went live on here it's like the difference between uh a champion and a runner-up is a champion gets back up so like Mm -hmm. what was the what was the getting back up because like you said you were by yourself so like you got punched in the mouth daily stayed getting knocked down so what was the what was the get back up like when it could have been just so easy just like you know what i'm just gonna lay here for a little bit and I'm just going to just be here. So what what was that thing that kind of said, you know what? Nope. And get back up. Almost like Rocky Balboa just keeps getting back up and that iron chin. So what, what was that? How did the, how, what's that process like? I, you know, I, uh, I need answers. I'm a very curious person. So it was way beyond, you know, oh, you have a family and oh, you know, you still have this going on for you. Because like I said, you know, I was at the bottom. So that wasn't even a a thought. I mean, at that time, you know, the, the battles that I was going going through, it was like, man, I'm going to lose my, my – I'm going to lose my son because of this. You know, so that was – it wasn't it wasn't an idea of, well, you have a kid. No, I'm going to lose my kid. That's where I was at. I'm about to lose my kid. You know, I'm about to end up in jail. You know, I'm about to, you know, lose my education. I'm about to lose my career. You know, how am I going to figure this out? You know, I was literally at a bottom. But the only thing that kept me going was my sense of curiosity. Because I was, because, and that's why I kept doing the research. Because I was like, man, if I'm going through this, how many others are out there? How many other veterans have gone through this? How many, you know, situations have they gone through You know, and it was just my sense of curiosity that was like waking me up at two or three in the morning just so I can do an hour or two of research or keeping me up for 24 hours at a time because I I just, I needed to figure out the solution, you know? So everybody has their own little ideas of what kept them motivated, what kept them going. And mine was just my sense of curiosity because I needed to know why and I needed to figure out the solution 
Right. And that, that's what I tell people too, like, especially with the people that I coach either on transformation or happiness or life purpose or goal setting. It's like your mind is powerful. Like people don't understand. Like when they say knowledge is power, it really, really is. And like, and curiosity, like how you say it, it's, it's a, it's like a, it's like a trapeze because it's a very fine line because it can either shoot you in the foot or it can help you get where you need to go. But you have to be able to keep that balance. And for you, it was like you had to, that curiosity is, is what got you back up. It was like curiosity was like you and answers was like, here, nope, Carmelo, get back up. Let's go. You need answers. And then every yep. time it was just like, boom, cloud to the mouth. Oh, no, no. Hey, get back up. Let's go. Come on. You know, it's like it's like you having that NCO when you're struggling in a road march or, you know, you're kind of just you're you're deployed and you're 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 slacking and you're sucking and it's a long fight. And they're like, no, keep going. Come on, keep pushing. We're not done yet. And it's like that little ump every time. And that's yeah. that's what it's like. And it's, yeah. you know, bless your curiosity for answers, because if it wasn't like, yeah. you, you know, you could you could have easily like legit died and you were already dead. So it would have just been like, oh, well, eh, he died anyway. So, you know, just. Change the dates, you know. Yeah. <laughs> update update the date from 2013 to 2017, you know. Like just change yeah. the date; it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll just we'll just adjust, and that's it. He's gone anyway. So like, so with the money they sent you, did you have to send that back? I assume, right? Because it's for death benefits and stuff, and you're you had to give that back, right? I I never I never cashed them. Yeah, I was I, smart because I, I wouldn't have either. Yeah, yeah. I um. What I did was I kept them on file just because, you know, yeah, if, sure. if this was already an issue, you know, now I have, you know, my own, um, my own official documents that says this is what happened, you know? So obviously I reward on it to make sure that nobody else, you know, whoever mm -hmm. finds it, if they find it, you know, it's locked up, but, um, you know, nobody will be able to use it, but, um, nice. I kept, I kept all of my files in, a in a secure document for a secure folder to make sure that, you know, I keep that. You know, yeah. You and that's, know. that's another form of discipline too, because like, you know, if, and then that, that's along with the military discipline because, you know, you're dead. It's like, well, fuck it. I'm gonna cash these checks. You know, like I'm about to cash <laughs> these checks and I'm about to go to Vegas and it's about to be on like, you know, like let's go. Whew, and then this, let's go buy stuff. And it's like, <laughs> the, 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 you know, you got to think that's what, most average people would do it was like oh well i'm fucking dead anyway you know like whatever you know yeah. and then but what they don't see the flip side of is is once you're back alive they're like hey so about that check you know yeah yeah, yeah. so there, there's that whole thing that went on it was it was wild it was it was rough but um you know i got through it i went through it you know i battled that every day until you know, I won. And I didn't take no for an answer. And I was literally, you know, that's, that's what led me to today. I refused to take no for an answer. And, you know, when I was reaching out to people like, hey, I'm trying to get this story out. I'm trying to make this happen. And people were looking at me like I was a scammer or some kind of con artist at one point. And I'm like, <laughs> these are the official documents, God damn it. You know, and <laughs> then it was like, oh, crap. Wow, this is a thing? Wow, how is this yeah. a thing? You know, and I'm like, I, I don't need your help. Go away. Yeah. And then, you know, all the way and, and that's one of the reasons why I decided to put the documents in the book. I put the documents in the book. So that's legit. Can, yeah, so people can literally like 
you know and, and this is this is the stuff that i got from from people that gave me the reviews they're like yo i was walking in your shoes the way that you wrote the book i felt like i was literally in your shoes going through this and then you know just to spice it up or whatever i left every single chapter on a cliffhanger <laughs> to make sure that people read the book you know so nice that's smart I, I man literally I, I captivated people's days you know I, i i had a buddy of mine he was like dude like i just picked it up just to you know read it for some you know on the toilet or whatever he was like dude i can't feel my legs you literally took my day away from me like thanks <laughs> <laughs> you know and and it was it was just it was great to to hear the reviews you know for you know for everything and then you know to get the feedback was was amazing you know so yeah that's what's up so like when you did the book did you kind of just you went through a company to publish it or did you kind of just put it yourself and you were like here but you did it alone or like because i know publishing a book is not cheap so it's like it just depending on what organization you go through yeah so um i self-published and i had no idea what i was doing but i wanted to <laughs> self-publish so it took me i wanted to say i spent like eight grand trying to figure out the whole process because there was a lot of do's and a lot of don'ts and they were like oh classes and i'm like yeah let me take the class and like it's 200 bucks but you have to do this and i'm like okay no i'm not doing that you know so there was a lot of back and forth and um i youtube a lot of everything i think that was that was youtube was my go to for everything all the way until i started figuring it out so the book cost me about eight grand to go from beginning to end and it's a self-published book and i put it out on amazon first and then you know it took off and then barnes and nobles uh picked it up the the manager at barnes and nobles he's a, a combat vet and i i approached him with my my sales sheet and i was like hey this is who i am this is what i got going on and he read the book and he was like i want how many copies do you have i need it in my store right now you know <laughs> and then yeah so from there it turned it, it turned into uh, author signing and you know that kind of took took its own form and then um uh, i i did the same thing on the military bases and that was taking its own form and i was supposed to yeah. do a, a book tour amongst all of the military bases and then corona said hello Yeah. <laughs> and shut it all down. <laughs> As it did to everyone, man. Yeah. So, I mean, the book tour is now um we're working on getting it up and going uh right now, but the uh the film is definitely, you know, still moving. Nice. I'm excited to see that. I'm I'm going to pick up the book, man. I'll go ahead and check it out and get it cuz uh, you know, I I can imagine cuz I know that there's certain things like, yeah, you're saying it here. but like everyone knows when there's a book and a movie there's more stuff in a book you know because you can't make a movie like 5 hours long because people will legit lose interest and no one can really sit there for 5 hours because they got things to do so like yeah. usually books are way more in depth and detail you know even even with popular movies like John Wick and you know stuff like that where the books are way more in depth so like I want to check that one out the, I want to give you the heads up in advance it's it's going to take a, a day or two away from you because you're not going to be able to put it down. I promise you. Okay, no to so read it when I don't work 
and probably on a weekend. <laughs> yeah. Think about your favorite Netflix uh, series, and that's uh-huh. what the book is going to do to you. Like, you're going to be like, just nice. one more episode, just one more episode. Yeah, like, just damn, I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we did that like a, uh, about a month ago, my fiance and I. We were watching, um, what was the show? It was, uh, dang it, it was uh, Upload. It was a while ago it came out, and we watched one, and the next thing you know, it's like four in the morning, and we're like, oh, geez, we didn't watch the whole dang season, you know? So it's like, oh, crap. Like, we're like, where the hell is season two at, you know? Like, what the hell? <laughs> so, no, I, I definitely know that feeling, because once you kind of get hooked, you know, you feel it. And and that's kind of how, like, I am with certain things, too, like, um, especially, like, when I play, like, uh, the first-person shooters. I don't like playing the multiplayer. I like playing uh, the, the campaign, the story. Because I judge it by how can, can can I get in that mode? Can I get sucked in there where I feel like I'm there? Or even like a good storyline game. I, I really like those to where it's like, but nothing that takes forever, but just like a really good fast-paced story, you know, and that's what it seems like yours is, um, and just, just to get pulled into it. And that's, that's you know, you want your readers to feel, and that's what, um, what I talked about in one of my uh, – public speaking classes when I had to do something like that. It was uh, getting your your readers and your your audience to feel what you're feeling. Like, you want them to actually feel like they're there. And, like, how you had your buddy do that. And I think that's pretty good, which shows, like, that that's – I can't wait to read the book. It's it's yeah. going to be going to be good, man. I'm going to check it out and, and read it. And then I'm going to probably write you on Instagram and be like, dude, what the hell? Like, <laughs> 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 you know? Like, what are you serious? Like, every chapter, like, something like, dude, seriously, like, chapter four, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> I mean, like, that's what because, um, right now, um, the book ended up taking off in the in the veteran community out here, um, where I'm at, and it spiraled into now I'm doing a bunch of uh, like book clubs, and they just want me, they, they want me to come, they want me to come, and um, I don't know if you've ever been in a book club, but they read a little, they talk about it or whatever. No, this was literally like, you know, just the vets in there. It was like, what the heck? Man? You know? And, um, you know, the, the, the coordinator was like, oh, we've never had this big of a crowd. So whatever you got going on, whatever story this is, like, we need to get this out because the vets, they want it. They, they, they're yeah. there, they feel it. You know, I, I have veterans like, holy crap, like just really, it really uh, took a part of their life. And it was like, man, I went through something like this. And, you know, it brought back memories or, you know, it brought back feelings or just the anger and the emotion. And, you know, it, it was, it was great. The atmosphere, amazing, you know? So that's yeah, what and I- yeah, and that shows the testament of a good book too. Like if you can if you can put your own feelings into it, like and you're like, okay, I didn't go through that, but damn it, I went through something similar, you know, same 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 road, like just the same direction, but you're over here and I'm over here, but we're riding the same path though. Like that that's that's legit, man, that and you know, that you had that big of a turnout. Yeah. It's been it's been wild. It's been a wild journey. I love it. I do. Sweet, man. That's super awesome. So like as we as we start to like wrap it up here, and I know you got work too. Um, what's like a and you know people who watch always know that I always do like a closing, you know, because I like I like to always end stuff on a good note because that's just kind of that's how I roll. And um, 
So if you got like anything closing for vets watching, you know, um, you can use your story, but like, what is something for them that are listening that if you had one piece of advice to tell them and if they didn't hear anything else and if they were kind of just like watching, but not listening and it's like, Hey, pay attention right now. I'm about to speak, you know, what, what is it? All right. So the first one, and this is, this is one that, um, you know, in my profession, I really do, you know, take this seriously is, um, I understand that a lot of vets, you know, have, you know, PTSD and they have gone through any kind of trauma at war, you know, wartime trauma, PTSD from all of that stuff, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of them preach, oh, well, you know, civilians, they don't understand. Civilians will never get it. But if you really do break down the scenario of what has happened, right? You got, you had somebody shoot at you and you got injured. It happens on the streets every day. So a civilian might understand why, because they're not, because they're not in uniform, you know? Um, there was an explosion, you know, accidents happen over here all the time. You know what I mean? They have PTSD too. So I would say, you know, just because, you know, you don't have, a veteran brother here or there does not mean that you don't have that support because there are many civilians that actually go through trauma and go through their own PTSD situations that you can literally connect and bond with. So the whole idea of just, you know, civilians don't understand this or that or this or that, that's, that's bogus. That's bogus. You know, people go through some crazy stuff all the time. So, you know, make a friend. I promise you the stories, you know, they may not be, you know, service related, service connected, but I bet you the stories will will bring you guys together. You know, that's, that's, that's legit, man. Yeah. So that's one. Another thing that I would <laughs> say is, you know, towards your dreams, you know, never take no for an answer. You know, that just means that, you know, either you're ahead or you're not ready yet or you're confused or that wasn't the right path, you know, never, never take no, you know, I mean, like it it took me this long in order for me to get to where I'm at today. And that was because I refused. Like I was like, I'm looking at the door, I'm looking at the door, trying to get through that door. And I kept getting the no and then forget the door. I'm going to climb through the window. You don't have a window. I'm going to climb through the mouse hole. I, I don't care. I'm going to get it. I'm going to figure it out. And once I get through, now you're going to see. Yeah. You're going to see me, you know, and because I worked so hard to get that far, you're going to see the best side of me because I bust my hump to get there. It wasn't just given to me. I didn't just walk through the door. And then when they asked, I wasn't experienced enough. Because I've adjusted all the ways in order to get there. So I have this experience and this one and this one and this one because I was told no and no and no and no and no and no and no. So now I know all the ways that I shouldn't do it. And then I created my own way that I could. Nice. So never never take no for an answer. That's what's up. That's like, dude, that's like totally perfect. And for those, and I like how you talked about, um, 
the civilian versus military because I, I say that as well, where you can't compare trauma. You can't. Everyone has a different level of trauma. And uh, it, yours is not, you can't say yours is worse because you don't know the psychological effects it took on the other person. Where mm-hmm. it may not seem as bad to you, it's, you know, for them, it was a hellstorm. And maybe someone like who went through worse than you is going to look at you and be like, dude, yours is nothing. So no one has the right to place judgment on anybody's trauma. You know, like that's just that that like hits the nail on the head right there. And like I was telling uh, one of my old soldiers called me and he was a ranger and stuff like that. And he was uh, kind of like venting a little bit about someone who was a part of there was a mortar explosion uh, when he was deployed a while ago. And the person said they were had PTSD and things, but they were far away. And I'm like, dude, I was like, you can't judge that person because how do you know if that's their first deployment? What if that's their sixth or seventh? And maybe they maybe they were how do you know they weren't EOD in a bomb suit and got blown up and thrown 300 feet yeah. and they lived. So now just the sound of a boom freaking makes them go, you know, you don't know. You don't know that person. So, like, you can't say that about that person. You're only judging them off of what you see, but you don't know that person intimately and personally to, to do that. So when you flip it to the civilian side, you can share your story where they may not understand but they can have they can they can sympathize with you and they can and then you can always relate stories and and build that bridge like you said so i think like just the way you harped on that and i think it's going to think that's what we need right now is is a lot of veterans always say oh well they don't understand well you're right they don't but why not give someone an opportunity to understand in their own way very true very very you know? Cause I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have, I'm not gonna expect you to understand my traumas and experiences I went through and be like, no, Carmela, you're gonna get it my way because this is what it is. You're gonna process it your own way and you're gonna understand it your own way. So like, I'll afford you that opportunity to understand, but I'm not gonna sit there and say, no, you don't get it. No, it was like, okay, well, maybe you're just not getting what I'm saying, but you'll get it in your own way. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I mean, and there's and there's the small few that that do understand and they'll get it and they can apply that and relate to it. And says, you know, it's it's a very it's a it's like a balancing beam. It's just it's being patient. And just like you said, find a find a friend like this, especially now with the the way things are. You can you can literally have a a social networking person that you don't have to ever meet and you can talk and and just build a connection. That's what all the veterans groups are for. And, you know, support groups and things like that. So, yep. Yep. That's perfect, man. So I do appreciate you for coming on, sharing your story. Um, I'm excited to read your book. And then definitely give me the heads up when that movie's done. I know those things take a while to produce and things, and they got to go through the filming and then the editing and then whatever else happens. Yeah. You know, yeah. I always say I want to be in a movie one day because I'd like to just be in one just so I can be on a film. So maybe that'll happen sometime, <laughs> you know. I, I I always I tell my fiance I was like you know it'd be cool to be in a Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie or a military movie just one I was like I don't need to be in like five just yeah. one you know I don't even need to be a lead actor just make me like a supporting actor or something I just want to be you know like I can win best supporting actor or something like that you know like yeah. well I mean really. so, I mean you have to start somewhere yeah um have you ever written a book no and I've been slacking because. People have been telling me to write one. Um, my fiance tells me to write one. Her mom tells me to write one. Her sister told me to write one. Uh, former NFL player Reggie Grant told me to write one. 
Major League Baseball player Arnie Costello told me to write one, and I'm like, ah, I'm like, <laughs> check it out, right? So, um, I've told you I've written six books, and yeah. my last book was literally is literally called "Just Write the Book," <laughs> right? And I I put into detail all of the stories that I went through, all of the whole path, the whole journey. You know, I, I really didn't leave anything out. I, you know, I go into detail about, you know, the financial issue, the structure, the, you know, and, and I put all the comedy in there because there's so much that's involved. You know, you pulling your hair, you're with the writer's block. You just not knowing you just stop. You know, I put everything in there, but I also put all the steps to get it done. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, it, it's to it's to encourage you to write your story because, you know, there once you once it's there, you know, You'll live forever. Yeah, true that. True that. Your story would continue to move on throughout generations. Yeah, for sure. I got to been slacking. And then my fiance just wrote here in the comments, "Just write the book, Eric." Just <laughs> the book, <man. laughs> but <laughs> there's two against one over here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, I will. I've been slacking. I just got try to get my bearings. You know, everyone got their own personal things they're going through, and it's just. Right now, I'm recalibrating my compass. It's almost there. You know, I got got to get my GPS online, and it, it's it's online now. It's just going on the travels and and getting that direction. But um, I appreciate you, man, for coming on. Like the story is legit. I'll, I'll share this all across. And if you guys want to find him, you can find him on IMDb, uh, and you can check the description. You got his link there. He's also has his own coaching and speaking website that he does, so you can check that one out. He's got an Instagram. All that stuff's in the description. So, Camaro Man, thanks for coming on, dude. I appreciate you taking the time to to share the story, you know. Like I always say, it's easier to share your story the more you share it, you know. Yeah. So, then that's 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 the message for the vets for me. So, you got Carmelo's message, then you got mine. The more you share your story with people, the easier it is and the easier your life will, your life will become because you're sharing it. And now those things that you couldn't talk about, you slowly are able to talk about. So, that's all I got. That's all I got for you, people. Thanks for tuning in, Carmelo. Thanks for hanging out with me, man. And I uh, hope everyone has a good day. And stay tuned for next week because I got a – I believe I have a CEO of some nonprofit coming on next week. I got to check my calendar. So that will be a good resource for veterans who need assistance and help. And uh, she has a pretty interesting background. So stay tuned for that one, everybody, and have a good day. Peace.